Bienvenue and howdy to this latest episode of Laps Game Radio. I'm your host, Ali Cormov Cormel, and back from going dark over the last few months, he's still with us, but he won't tell us where he's been, is Andy Piddy. Hello. And the resident cellar dweller, Kev. Hello. How's it going, gents? Ace. On this week's episode, we'll not only be talking about the usual stuff, we'll also be talking about the announcement from Nintendo that seems to have everyone hot under the collar for one reason or another, and that is the SNES Classic Mini. Uh-huh. But first of all, let's get into what we've been playing. Kev, you're one side of the bread. Shoot. <laughs> Can't seem to get my teeth into anything lately. Arms on the Switch and a few times online with Adam Mark and then with Stu Cullen as well. Um, it's nicely balanced fighter with a very surprising depth and options, but it didn't hold my attention for very long. So I've had a bash at Wipeout Omega, but I don't want to talk about that too much as it's a bit too painful. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I've got that on my list of played as well, but it's I, I didn't realise how hard it was either that or it's old age and I think it's a combination of both, both <laughs> I think it's really gone crazy hard <laughs> is it too fast for your eyes too fast for my ageing joints I think <laughs> <laughs> I've also been rooting around my PS Plus stuff to see what I could find you know see if I could actually get my teeth into something there I played Blaze Rush for a while but Micro Machines is out now so that seems a bit pointless yeah there was that other one as well wasn't there the uh, Tabletop Racer tabletop that race? was really good oh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I enjoyed uh, that I yeah. enjoyed that that was by Codemasters wasn't it it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah then I've yeah. tried that Tricky Towers again. Um, managed to crack one achievement on that. That is ridiculous. It's like Tetris for grown-ups. You're right, Jen. Lovely. <laughs> then... That mean it goes a little bit slower? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Not as fast as Wipeout. <laughs> then um, I've tried Little Nightmares, but I couldn't settle into that. But that's because I found it quite unsettling. Why is that? It's just a really weird, creepy Atmos... And then when you do finally see something that could be life-threatening, it's quite terrifying, really, but in a really mm. odd way. Very much a dreamlike situation, you know, it's uh, um, like a waking nightmare. Is it right that you play quite a small, like, girl, um, but everything around is big? Yeah. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like you're in Land of the Giants or something like that. It's crazy. Um, she's just going yeah. around in a little yellow... Um, anorak and um, just got these huge well I suppose I suppose they're not really monsters but I've not really gone that far into it um, but they just seem to be getting on with their normal day to day but the problem is their normal day to day can actually end up flattening you I don't know oh, okay. but it's a weird one I will go back to it I think but I just can't get into it at the minute um, yeah I tried that amnesia memories that we got from PS plus uh, which is one of these um, interactive novels, whatever. It's not a game, anyway. Has it helped you? <laughs> not really, no. <laughs> and I, for- I forgot how to save, so I forgot all about it and binned it. Then there's 10 Second Ninja. That's great, if 10 seconds is all you have, and the reflexes of a gnat. The only other thing that I've played were Undernight, In Birth, EXE, Late. If you think the title's mad, you should see the game itself. It's a Japanese 2D fighter that's working at crazy. It doesn't quite hit bayonet levels of crazy. Nice and quick and bizarre translation, but that's about it. But the Eng- English-Japanese thing, it's hilarious. So that makes it so much more fun. Yeah? Yeah. Well, just the translations and stuff? Or- yeah, it's just so patchy. And they're, they're just picking some really bizarre words. It's got to be seen to be believed. There'll be stuff out there on YouTube, I would imagine. As it stands, though, I'm still staring at piles of games and not able to engage. Hopefully, it's just a phase I'm going through. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it. we all go through that sometimes. Mm. I guess it's what can only be described as writer's block. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a writer, sometimes you've got that many games in front of you or... You just just don't know what to play, mm. and it's like normally for me, it's whenever my wife goes out on a night out, or you know when, when she's at work every every once a month, she has to work a Saturday, yeah. 
And sometimes, because I've got the freedom to do what I want, I end up just doing nothing and just binge watching crap on TV, just because I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah that's what, exactly what's happened to me. The time when I've actually had to myself, I've sat there in front of the PlayStation or the Switch or whatever, or the Vita, and I've just been blank. I've just been going, mm. uh, you know, I'll try that. Are you yeah. drooling with a controller in your hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just go back to the fridge and get another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what have you been playing? I know it's going to be a lot, so uh, everyone needs to just strap yep. in a little bit. I think. Here comes the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> sausage? It's like a full breakfast in the middle of the, <laughs> the butty. <laughs> with a bit of side. I've been off for a few, a few months, you know, and you pick up games and you play them. So, I think this is how you want it, guys. Call of Duty for Warfare, Disney Infinity Toy Story player set, Disney Infinity Cars player set, Disney Infinity Lone Ranger player set, Disney Infinity 2.0 Avengers player set, Disney Infinity 2.0 Guns of Galaxy player set, Dragon Age Inquisition, Jaws of Harkon, Dragon Age Inquisition, The Descent, Dragon Age Inquisition, Dragon Age Inquisition, Trespasser, Murdered Soul Suspect, Disney Infinity 3.0, Finding Dory, Disney Infinity 3.0, Inside Out, Disney Infinity 3.0, Twilight of Republic, Disney Infinity 3.0, Rise Against the Empire, Disney Infinity 3.0, The Force Awakens, Infinity 3.0, Marvel Battlegrounds, Borderlands 2, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Evelyn's missions. Is that right? Yay! Oh, <laughs> I've been playing. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> well done. But for the listeners, you know, because we're doing a disservice, I will go in more detail. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That was excellent for a first take as well. I know. <laughs> just, just give him time to get his breath back yeah. now. <laughs> okay, so first one. When I left on hiatus from the cast, um, I was just finishing off Disney Infinity 1 and what happy with it. But I was determined to do my Tides for Life playthrough. So I've played every single player set apart from the Spider-Man one that has been released for Disney Infinity 1, 2 and 3. So I've done everything. I'll pick that one up eventually. Mm. Disney Infinity 1, same problems. Play the Cars, Lone Ranger and Toy Story ones. There's open world. It's third person. There's a storyline to it. It's very loose. But because it doesn't have clear mission markers where you can go to see clearly where you need to go next, I can't recommend it at all, Disney Infinity 1. And the strongest sets out of the ones I played were the Pirates one and the Lone Ranger one because of the theme was so strong. Um, whereas Cars, Toy Story had a lack of theme. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, the Toy Story one was set in space. So it was set of, based on the cartoon one rather than the film. Right. So they were they were pretty poor. So I've moved on to Disney Infinity 2 and straight away you can see a massive improvement in combat, mission tracking. It, it allows you to follow the main mission. There's loads of side missions available, but you can follow the story more clearly. It's still not great though, because the first one, which is the Avengers, and that is what you get in the starter pack with yeah. four Black Widow and Iron Man. Mm. Just very empty. It's better. It's an improvement. Yeah. And I know Nick, you know, a friend of a show, talked about how it was an improvement and he, he liked it. It's just not an improvement enough mm. to really yeah. interact. I mean, it's got the Marvel figures. And and if you're playing with, you know, like, for, especially for lapsed dads, it's decent because, you know, there's something like a daughter can get involved with the figures. But it's not that good a game that I would recommend it. Same with the Guardians of Galaxy player set. That's set in space and you're jumping around this big factory and all that, but it just seems a distinct lack of personality for me for one, one and two. But the highlight has to be, and this is such a shame, is Disney Infinity 3.0, is they finally get it right and then they're cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the player set you get, you start off with the Twilight of the Republic one, which is based on the Clone Wars um, cartoon series, and straight away you can see a difference. You've got the highlights of main mission straight away, so it's different colour. And it sort of focuses on that. So you can tell if you just want to do the main mission's main story mission, you will just do that. There's loads of little side bits like any open world game will do, but it's all of a sudden a lot better. The storyline is a lot stronger. It's a lot more focused. Mm. So as in we see in traditional open world games, if you lose focus of the story, it sort of falls apart. But this one, we seem to have got it right. The combat's really good. It's by Ninja Fury, who did Heaven Sword, Enslaved, and DMC. So right. you can tell the combat has been reworked, and it's a lot heavier. It's, it's with the lightsabers. I played Ashoka, and she was really good. Good character, good focus. So that was really good. 
then I played the other Star Wars set, which was the Rise Against the Empire, where you play as um, it's a play set with Luke and Leia. That slipped back into a bit of the old ways, where you had to do a bit of grinding to progress, unlike Twilight of the Republic. It seemed to be done with a different team, maybe who hadn't really taken the advantage of 3.0 lead, but it was still quite focused. Mm. But still, you're still able to see the story clearly. The only problem is, I wanted to play as Leia, in honour of Carrie Fisher, Yeah. but um, her blaster sounded pitiful. Oh, what? No, pew pew. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pathetic, basically. But Luke's sounded original Star Wars sound effect from it, while Leia's wasn't. It was just like, oh, I'm going to play as Luke, so I don't want to listen to hers. <laughs> her blasting off. Mm. It's just like, pathetic. That's a weird move, because they're all owned by Disney anyway. Yeah. It, you think they'd is. be able to get the rights to do the proper sounds. Odd. Yeah. yeah very odd, yeah. It is. And there's little weird things in there, because they've tried to make it, make it family-friendly, so like the guns will have orange ends. I mean, I like to remember you used to get your yeah. toy guns yeah. with orange ends, and grenades wouldn't really be grenades. It's, it's very kiddified, in a way. But yeah, That's understandable. It is, you know, like we try to sell it to the family market. And the final one of that Star Wars... No, actually, it's not. The final one was actually uh, The Force Awakens. And that follows the story of The Force Awakens in a strong, focused story. It's two-player. So you can play co-op together. You know, so it's a good family game in that okay. sense. So that's it's yeah. good. Other sets were Finding Dory. So it's following the film... The open world bits at the start, and then you're sort of going through. It's a side-on like scroller, playing as a fish through. A bit like I don't know if you remember Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. That's going back a bit. Yeah, and uh, it's a bit like that, and that was an interesting take. I enjoyed that, and the f- other one was Inside Out. Follows the film essentially. I try to get memories in, and that was really good. It was. We took a lot of risks because it was inside your mind, so you're going through different worlds, different perspectives try to collect these memories and you can have different characters anger and uh, happiness joy sorry was the, the two and the final one I played was Marvel Battlegrounds now I think it's like and I remember playing it is what C Nintendo Brawler Super Smash Brothers isn't it yeah yeah it's like that and that was really good the Marvel Battlegrounds and any of these sets I'd recommend free it, they hit it running and it's just such a shame they had to cancel it at this point because we finally sorted out all the problems that we had with 1 and 2 to make a good, solid family game. Now, I'm not going to say it's good to Lego games, but it was good yeah. and solid. Well, it's funny as well because it's um, one of those things where you've done a hell of a lot of the Toys to Life stuff over the last couple of years. you know, And it's strange that, mm. that one of the last Toys to Life IPs, if you like, Turns out to be such a disappointment. You'd have expected it to be the opposite way around, especially yeah. with the um, figures and what have you, because the figures look really well made. You know, I don't know how sturdy they are. Are they as good as Amiibos? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are. They are really good, especially the recent ones. The mm. one where you see Dory is really, really, it is really nice. It's one of those that you could put on your mantelpiece and be really happy. Yeah. The Star Wars ones are like the early ones, stylized. They look like the animated series, don't they? The uh, Star Wars ones. They look cool. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're good. Um, and then Nick, like I said, likes them. He has them all set up. But they are, they've got the quality and build uh, did improve. It just, like I said, just such a shame they cancelled it at that point. Yeah. So once I got all those out of the way, <laughs> I had to take a break. I had to have a bit of a, you know, you've played so much Ties to Live games and. Mm. Yeah, I'd have a bit of a cleanser. So I went off and uh, got Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just to go to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like being agnostic, is there, Andy? <laughs> no, no. I do, I do try to, you know, vary up, you know, go from Absolutely. the to the to the card. So, as you know, I'm not going to explain what Call of Duty is. It's a first-person shooter. This one's set in space. Some of the changes you have... At one point in the storyline, in your storyline, you can go and take other missions which help improve, make it easy to complete the main storyline missions. So, for example, if you want to, if you just went off all of the storyline without doing any of these side missions, it might say the difficulty rate is 92% worthy of success. 
Well, if you go down and complete these other stop missions, side missions, it'll lower it. Oh, right. So almost like lower lower it the difficulty. So that was interesting. That was good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Different. Yeah. But uh, it's just the same old cop problems. Where nothing, you know, like it's very scripted. Slow down at this point. Speed up mm. at this point. Slow down here. And it just seemed to use the same old assets. I mean, this is set in space. I'd have thought by now in a spaceport would have got over... Um, especially in the future, we stop going through you know scanners like they are set up today. <laughs> yeah. So it it just seems that we've reused stuff that from what Modern Warfare Two, uh, Modern Warfare, you know where you go through the airport stuff. Just give it a space sheen on it. Yeah. Yeah. So you play it though. You play it for a few hours. I put every single player to go with the multiplayer. Pass it to my brother, and I got rid of it. It's just one of those games where nah. You mm, play it f- yeah. for a few hours and you just move on because it wasn't really my cup of tea. It's not something I'd say as strong as the old COD games. It's stale, despite mm. the some of the innovations we've taken on board and the new graphics. I mean, it looked good, but it was stale. Do you think they've actually um, changed it up to space just to try and divert people away from looking at it and going, hang on, this is exactly the same game as what I've played last year. Um, yeah, but you can't... The problem with COD is the gameplay itself. It's the, how they put things to you as a player. Mm. So, like we talked about, the slowness, all right, you've got to slow down at this point. You know, right, we're yeah. going to set set number of baddies, bad guys at you. Yep. If you defeat them all and progress... yeah. You can't run forward and actually yeah. just take them all along, can you? You can't go nuts. Yeah. So the same gameplay, which I'm not going to get away from, is solid. It's a really solid shooter. Yeah. You can't take it, because we've refined it and refined it over so many years that it can't be anything else. But it's stale. Mm. So you can put whatever you want on it. It's not going to change. Something that uh, I've came to light from um, a couple of places I was reading recently, the first Modern Warfare is probably a masterpiece if you like mm. it is the complete package it's the original and it's really good and they've done a remastered version of that which they are selling separately but it's only coming to the ps4 exclusively for x right. amount of time don't know how long it isn't exclusive because it's like a 10 year old game yeah. not a little bit yeah. more yeah. so why is it exclusive to the ps4 for however long plus it's is it about 30 40 pounds as well it's quite expensive and it? it's 35 35 yeah. i think it isn't it yeah that should be a budget level thing now mm. And it's not a complete package either. I don't think they've sold all the DLC with it, is it? It's... No, that's extra, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Money for old rope. Well done. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. It must be to do with the deal that PlayStation have got, Sony have got with them. Mm, could be. That well, the DLC could probably be waiting to come out, you know, when the, it's available on the Xbox, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. be honest, I've not looked into Call of Duty that much. <laughs> mm. Not that intent on keeping up with it. No. I'm looking forward to the new one, though. I think going back to World yeah, War Two with the current tech yeah. is the correct decision. Will they be as good as Battlefield 1? That's the thing now. You know, they, they've actually raised the bar, if you like, um, mm. with all the historical stuff. But they play for different markets, don't they, with what people have always said. I mean, I've never I've played Battlefield 1. That Battlefield is more the controlling, progressive, slow type, while COD is more the action, yeah. short, sharp. It's a bit more thinky, Battlefield. Yeah, playing different roles and stuff. Yeah, very much, yeah. So, yeah, I can't recommend it. I can't I can't really say to any laps gaming to go, to go play COD. Not the new one, anyway. Um, then, while all this I was playing this, I was still progressing on Dragon Age. So I completed the main game and all the DLC, and it took, I'm going to guess. About 80 hours? No, 110. 136. Good grief. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You've had a lot of time on your hands, boy. <laughs> this, is, this is why I went on hiatus. <laughs> yeah. Main game and the three main bits of DLC, the Jaws of Hacker and the Descent and Trespasser. I still stand by my recommendation for a lapsed gamer. because. <laughs> You are mad. <laughs> no, right, I'm going to say it. Right, I'm gonna... Go on then. Yeah. Let's hear your reasoning behind this. Right. <laughs> the reason why Dragon Age is good for a lost game is because you can save anywhere. Apart from combat, yep. you can do it in small chunks. And I'm going to describe 
some of the gameplay elements to it, you can play it in half an hour chunks. And I was sort of doing that quite a long period of time when I was just playing it half an hour a day and just progressing very slowly, but you were still progressing. Mm. Yeah. I think the world of Dragon Age is very deep. Yeah. Now, Inquisition itself is a third person. You start building up Inquisition, fighting this demon guy who's open rifts to the demon... Is it the ghost world? Anyway, you form a party and you go out and you play the other ones. It's an RPG in Bioware and the main storyline's good. The main issue with Dragon Age Inquisition, they put too much in it. That's quite a rarity these days. Okay. <laughs> just too much content. It is. No, you've mean, not played Witcher yet. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Maybe just let me change that. Too much content that's irrelevant. Ah, that's not... Like grinding yeah. side quests kind grinding. of... Grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I did too much grinding. That's why it was 136 hours. Yeah. I was well overpowered. Mm. So by when I was playing through it, I was just like just kicking ass everything. But still, there's stuff I hadn't done. There's stuff like loads of little shards you had to collect, another eight more dragons I would have to beat. I mean, we were just constantly throwing things at you that wasn't, that wasn't needed. So you go off and do these little mini side quests that weren't really great, but we'll just get you a bit of power. And then you come back to it. And you sort of forget about the storyline. Okay. You know, you have to be level 20 to do this bit. All right, you have to go off a bit and then come back. And I just found myself going to these big areas, which were really good, but getting stuck in them. So okay. I f- so I think there's just too much content in it. In it. And then there was always a separate bit where, I don't know if you remember in Assassin's Creed... Particularly the Ezio ones, where you used to go off send assassins to do little things, little missions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they've got that where you send your ambassadors off to do um, little missions, and you can get power through that. And you can improve your character through that. So that's that was good. I like that bit. Yeah, it was, it was almost like making a world bigger, making it in depth. And then they play the descent, which is like Dragon Age Two, very linear. Um, down in the catacombs you've played Dragon Age it's with the dwarves again I'm going to be detail the Jaws of Hakon is like their version of Vikings right. enjoyed that and the final bit is Trespasser and then I know Mark liked Trespasser I think I think like, so yeah. yeah I remember him saying that yeah and he liked the storyline I hated it <laughs> <laughs> what is it you didn't like about it then Andy come on it's a storyline so Spoiler, uh, as I'm going on, there's a spoilers for this. You complete Dragon Age Inquisition, you built your Inquisition, you defeated the bad guy, you got this power in the lands of Fetus, and it leaves off like that. Trespasser continues that storyline and makes one of your character, one of your party, betray you. Oh, okay. The problem is, I didn't really use him too much or hardly. You know, when you select a party to go with you, so you select three people to go with you in party four, I hardly ever selected him. So, despite talking to him a few times, I had no connection to him. Right. So, when he betrayed me, I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just, I was nonplussed. Yeah, yeah, no connection. No connection to it. Had it been one of the ambassadors, which you kept coming back to in, like, the Assassin's Creed type missions, and you keep speaking to him, then I'd have a more deeper connection because he kept having to go back with him and talk chat to him. There'd be a lot more cutscenes. While this guy, yeah, you talk to him, and you didn't follow his storyline, do his quest line. But I didn't feel a real connection. I like the way they went. There was a betrayer. But I wish they'd picked a different character. Okay. So it meant more meaning. Yeah. In addition... The storyline is basically everything that you've built gets taken away in Trespasser because the two major kingdoms want to destroy you and take over you. I spent hours building it up and in the space of 10 hours you're destroying it. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like some, some of the writers, I don't know, it was a new writer or whatever, just said, well, I don't like the way you took the Inquisition. We're just going to remove that now. And I just didn't like it. Of a betrayal lack of connection and for the way they destroyed things but overall for a lapsed gamer it is recommended yeah because you can just chip away at it and do what you yeah, need to do that's why yeah. I know it's you might not have a lot of time but lapsed gamers have different reasons for being lapsed oh yeah it's not just time yeah and it does provide the world is excellent the depth of the world then I decided to do Murder Soul Suspect I was quite surprised actually because it's like a um, Telltale's game Oh, okay. It's a third-person game, sort of like Heavy Rain. It's set in Salem, New England. You are a police detective, 
um, trying to find this killer. And right at the start, you are killed in cold blood. But you become a ghost and you get these abilities and you're in this world where you can interact with other, take over other people, listen to conversations. You get some of these, do you remember like heart condition where, or ghost where you never take over other people and they try to connect with them so you can do a bit of that. You can't, the space here, you can't access everything, certain bits are closed off and there's certain places where you might get attacked by these demon ghosts and you sort of have to do a bit of a runner away from them. But it's not difficult and the story is interesting. I'd say it's better than Heavy Rain. I sort of guessed where the story was going to and I sort of had... Because they do sort of drop a big hand, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I sort of went, oh yeah, she's going to be involved in it somehow. And I was right at the end. But enjoyed it. It was very linear. You can complete it in probably about six, seven hours. It is like the Telltale's game, but the engine was stronger. It's not hard, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you're after just a very linear storyline, not very difficult, it has got a lot of regular checkpoints, then... Yeah, play it. If you liked Heavy Rain, you'd probably like this more. Oh, okay, yeah, I quite like that. Um, I mean, sometimes you're saying it's quite linear and easy, mm. but sometimes they're quite nice. You know, just games yeah. that you can chill out to, you've not got to think about it too much and etc. Yeah, um, or trek over to one part of the world just to get another job. Yeah. yeah. I think that was another PS Plus title recently. What? Was it? Or it might have been on Games With Gold. Oh, I've got that, it on that sounds about platform. right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a PS Plus. It shouldn't have been a £40 game. It should have been a £25 game. Okay. It would have probably sold better. But it's a solid game. It's a good game. It's not a great game. It's not going to set the world on fire and change everything. But for what it is, it gives a good experience. Um, then with my brother, I've been playing Final Completed Borderlands 2, the main storyline. Yeah, that game. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason I played through it was just for my brother. And I'm going to do some of the DLC because I've heard some of the DLC is meant to be really good. The shooting element's fine, mechanics are fine. It's this thing where you have to walk ages just to get from one mission yeah. to another through the gates. There's no fast travel. There's yeah. fast travel between the areas, but you have to walk across the whole area to get to another fast travel yeah, I've, point. I've, yeah, heard yeah. That, I've heard that quite a few times that people have complained about the play area is just so fast that sometimes you just don't see anybody for ages. No, but you do because you keep getting these monsters that keep respawning all the time. So you might clear an area out, mm. deliver your mission um, to the person who gave it to you and get the rewards for it. And then go back in the same area and the monsters are there again. <laughs> now, half the time, I'm just going to run. But the game forces you to grind quite a bit. So like the last level, you have to be level 30. Yep. yep. Um, I'm going to play the DLC, like I said, with him. And... Because it's on the PS4, I got the prequel with it, and I had to look at the prequel. I'm not playing it. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> and listeners, we are finally here, the last two games. Hey. Oh, my. <laughs> okay, so this weekend I finally completed it. I've had it since launch, since the PS4 came out, actually. <laughs> About three and a half years. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Okay. Yeah, this is the one that was the yeah, cross-gen one, PS3, PS4. Yeah. One of Mark's favourite games ever, I think. It is. Yeah. And it's one of my favourite films ever. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I can see why Matt really likes it. I think the gameplay is probably the best, and I have to say the storyline pretty weak. I never felt a real connection to any of the characters that died, so like Blackbeard dies and some of others die. They don't really deal with the Templar assassin's mission thing too much. He just seems the guy who finds, who kills an assassin, nicks the costume, and then just sort of like, now and then lapses in and out with their yeah. affairs. Yeah. Thing is, right, every cutscene, he puts his hood up, but he's already got his hood up. So he does the action, putting the hood up, but the hood's already up. <laughs> he's like, really? A bug? Yeah. In those games? Yeah. No. Yes. Mark loves this game, and I have to say I'm not a big fan of it, mainly because it, all the elements are great, but it's not an Assassin's Creed game in my eyes. Mm. That's the thing that lets it down. There's like the pirating and stuff like that. If it was just a... Ubisoft Pirates game, lovely, like Skull and Bones, but Skull and Bones is like an advanced version of this, then yeah, it'd have been great. But for me, an Assassin's Creed game is running across rooftops and doing all that kind of stuff in a mm. fairly dense environment, not this environment. I'm torn. Yeah. I'm torn. I like it. I like it. I like the gameplay. I like the fact you're on a ship. I like the ship mechanics. Yeah. I like improving the ship. I like doing all the pirating stuff. 
I like the fact they've turned down compared to free, where if you fa- if you were discovered in free, you'd have a whole town after you, like Benny Hill style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you've only got like one or two guys of a local vicinity. In free, you'd have one guy suddenly see you and must have some form of 18th century like mobile phone because it'd just be like, there he is, and you'd have a whole town of guards after you. Yeah, it's, it, it was unbelievable. Mm. So I like they've turned that down. But if I'm going to be truthful, I prefer the storyline of Free, despite Connor being, a, say, a bit of a boring character. But it was had more meaning. And I like, preferred the environment of Free because I do like North America and I do the environments were there were quite familiar to me, rather than Four. Um, but I'd still recommend Four because I think Four is one of the best Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I completed that. And the other bit was his PlayStation exclusive because there was an Assassin's Creed game on the Vita and it was set in New Orleans where you played a female character called Aveline, a slave, and you get a little mission extra with her. And that was quite good. And I wish we'd followed her storyline a bit more rather than the 30, 40 minutes you get with her. I know where Matt's coming from. It's another open world game where you don't have to do everything and you can save. It's a regular save, so you, you're always going to progress. You're always going to send your fleet somewhere. You can always upgrade your ship. There's a bit of grinding involved at times, but there's nothing major. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. That, was, uh, that wasn't as rough as I thought it'd be, Andy, but... <laughs> <laughs> when you said you'd got 20 games you wanted to talk through, I thought, oh my word. <laughs> I did tell you I was going to condense it a bit. Right, I shall put my uh, little bit of bread on top um, very quickly. Um, so Wipeout Omega, been playing that as we mentioned earlier in, in Kev's little bit. Mm. Been playing a bit more Battlefield 1. They've recently released some night maps, which isn't as dark as I thought it would be, but it's still a bit crazy because... Uh, back in World War One, they didn't really have much in the way of torches and nope. mm. night vision scopes, light pollution, or anything. There was yeah, yeah. There's a few flare guns night and stuff. No, no night vision scopes. What's going on? <laughs> Just eat carrots. Yeah, um, <laughs> so that's good. Been playing with a few mates on the PS4. Quite nice to get back into it uh, because uh, EA were kind enough to give me the game for free. That's my disclosure. I, I decided to buy the premium or whatever it's called. So the the map pack thing yeah yeah uh, so we've been playing some of the new maps as well and some of the guns um yeah it's good you, you just have to be in a squad um if you you try and play it solo you just get obliterated unless you run around with people mm. um but that's good fun dirt rally 4 codemasters kindly send me a copy of that there's a few disclosures here, here. <laughs> that's really really good <laughs> if you played the dirt from last year it's built on that but it's a lot more accessible whereas dirt was very very simulation based um, it's a little bit like putting Project Cars up against, I don't know, say like, probably not like quite Need for Speed, but Project Cars is like the top end of the sim type yeah. of things. So probably putting it against like a mm. Forza or something, which is still simulation, but slightly toned down so the average Joe can still pick it up. Those lesser mortals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it back to where the original Colin McRae's Dirt was? You know, the first couple where it was just straight out racing there was none of this jumping around on ramps and stuff that were in a car park on i can't remember which dirt it was but there was one that was just absolute boulder dash oh i think that was one of the ones where they put jim Connor in it so there are bits of that in it yeah there's a lot of different different disciplines but you can just do the rally route yeah um and as you go through um the better you do the upgrade your license and then unlock other races um at the minute i believe there is a bug with one of the off-roading ones where there are what i would class as motocross oh yeah in a four-wheel thing and they are unbelievably hard to control and i thought it was just me apparently there's a bit of a bug where they just overcompensate so you turn left and then you end up kind of like doing a 360 almost (laughs) um but you've got that and then you've got rally crossing yeah rally crossing it and a couple of other things racing like bigger trucks and stuff but off-road they didn't get the licenses for the tracks so they're kind of built on the fly um, and I think there is somewhere where you can build your own track, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, really good. A lot more accessible, a lot easier to control, but there is still that simulation side to it, and you can completely trash your car. Um, <laughs> so having a lot of fun with that. And then my last two games, uh, picked up, uh, well, I've had Tropico 5 uh, for a while on my uh, from PS Plus a few months ago. Um, 
and never really played it. I've got Tropic of Four on my PC, never played it. I think it's just one of them. Oh, I love that on a Steam sale, as you do. You mug. <laughs> you absolute <laughs> muppet. Um, what are you then, doing? Uh, it was on Last Save Loaded, so a little shout out to them. Colm, hello. Yay. So now you'll be listening. Uh, and Justin was talking about it, and I thought, pick it up. Because it's my kind of game, because I love base building and things like that. Um, and yeah, I'm a little bit hooked on that. I think Leon <laughs> might kill me because of the soundtrack on it, but it's quite it's quite nice. <laughs> Shake your hips to it, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's, it, it's good. It's hard in places. Yeah. Um, a little bit confused because if you've got your dynasty and your missions, are they separate? So yeah. I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, your dynasty, you can carry on throughout. Um, you know, as long as you don't send one of your dynasty members off on a mission and they never return, you can keep on building on your dynasty right through the decades and through oh, the okay. missions. Um, so I've, I've done all the missions. I've done the big cheese and all that. That was fairly easy. I, I found that really hard. That, mm. I just kept losing goats. <laughs> No, no, no. no I, did, I did all the missions quite quick, and I, that's why I thought I'd broke it, because I was like, oh, is, is that it? And then I figured <laughs> out the dynasty thing, so, or dynasty. Um, so, yeah, I'm just at the bit where I'm. there's a lot of uprising, and I have, I'm starting to make rum and stuff, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cigar factory. Lovely. Oh, um, that's it, yeah. Keep the people impressed. Yeah. Have a rum and cigars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, really enjoying that, and... Yeah, we'll have to see. Not many uh, trophies have popped up yet, so I was hoping that was would be quite plentiful. It's quite sparing with them. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've gathered. It's got a multiplayer, hasn't it? We should have some multiplayer. Yes, with that. yeah, that yeah, would be is that where yeah. is that like a can- Command and Conquer kind of multiplayer? Like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never or... actually played it on multiplayer. But I've had it for years, and I know there's me, you, yeah. Mark, and yeah. um, then obviously now Ali. So yeah. well, we'll figure yeah. it out and chuck something on the blog or talk about it in one yeah. of the future podcasts. Defo. Um, put something on YouTube. Get Justin on it as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? Maybe Colm. That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I can imagine that. <laughs> just, have, just have his uh, his main town and that'd be oh, it. Just be the, the language. Thing. It'd be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just be growing potatoes. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then the last game is Ori and the Blind Forest. I've had it for ages and I just thought I've got these um, games that I need to play some of which may be coming up in future playlists. So I picked it up. I think I got it when I got my Xbox One S for free with the console, I think. And it's great. It's a right good little platformer game. Very colourful. I think it's got quite a dark story to it. And it's hard as as well. (laughs) (laughs) So there's bits in the game that you kind of, as in a lot of platformers, you kind of get abilities as you go through. Um, And there's a bit now where I can grab hold of certain things and propel myself up um, so you press and hold Y and there's either these like glowing things that hang from trees that you can grab hold of kind of yeah. and then say right I want to go this way and it shoots you up or if an enemy is firing something you can grab what they're firing and you propel yourself one way but then fire the projectile in the opposite direction alright and then there's little teleporters so in order for me on this one level to I've not done it yet because I was getting stressed out with it. Uh, there's a few, <laughs> a few far worlds coming out. Um, I have to go up one, two, so three levels, firing it through um, the teleporters where it turns it up and then at a right angle, and then I have to jump up using a different like this ju- same jumping method but using the hanging tree things to then grab hold of the projectile to fire it up into the next teleporter for then it to break <laughs> a block. <laughs> And it's like, oh my god! It, you feel like a real sense of achievement when you've done it. Mm. Oh yeah, that sounds more frustrating than Portal. <laughs> yeah, it's probably that kind of level of complexity. So I just thought it was just a little bit for not not to knock indie games, but that kind of just like a, mm. a running through kind of yeah, lovely. Mm. Um, but it's not what I thought it was in a good way. It's just really hard, so I have to play it in little chunks. It's like the Dark Souls of platformers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my my games. There are lots, lots of more, but they're just the, the big ones. What would you recommend for a lapsed gamer? <sighs> um, did I talk about Micro Machines? Did I miss out Micro Machines? Amateur. I hate to say it. There's no multiplayer. Uh, sorry, sorry. It's all multiplayer. There's no single player. Uh-huh. So there's no single player at all. Okay. Um, the only modes that you can do couch co-op battle and um elimination 
Elimination is a classic one. That's always fun. That's, yeah, that's always great. Yeah. 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 But when, when you're trying to play with your wife, that's not very good at the top-down driving. And she just mm. keeps driving off the edge of the map and you keep getting points. Lovely. Win for days. But <laughs> 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 it's not that good. Um, but yeah, there's no single player. Uh, the multiplayer, it's basically you, you do your tutorial. So you go through the different bits. The battle mode is really, really good and really fun. But then that's it. You're just straight into multiplayer playing mm. with the dickheads that just... I know it's about knocking each other off the track, but that's the purpose of the way to ram you off. And mm. Like you say, it's a bit sparse and... It's crying out for a single player. Mm, Took cool. a few achievements in for that. I, I mean, in a, an area where we are starting to get a lot more single players as opposed to multiplayers, and then there mm. isn't any single player at all, apart from the tutorial, mm. it's crying out for it. Um, but anyway, my lapsed gamer recommendation. Um, I'll give two, or shall I give three? Ah. Give as many as you want. Dirt Falls really good. If you're into rally games, mm. yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, but it is obviously a AAA title. Ori in the Blind Forest is on sale at the minute on uh, Xbox Live Gold in their summer sale. I think you can get it for 11 quid with the DLC for the definitive edition or something. Um, mm. Really recommend that unless you don't like frustrating games. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, unless you want to keep your hair in, but so yeah. all right. Uh, and Tropico 5 is always worth a, a shout. Mm. Um, it's a little bit hard because of just getting your head around the actual mechanics of the game figuring out what to do yeah but you can save it whenever and kind of go from there with it um so yeah uh, most of those are fairly cheap as well apart from dirt four okay uh so the snes mini the snes classic mini um has been announced and pre-ordered and probably sold out of pre-orders so kev take it away the snes classic mini is that what it's called it is but it's a weird thing that you could use all three words in any combination and it's still going to work. Either way, the Mini SNES Classic is due to hit shelves everywhere on September the 29th. This time it's bundled with two controllers that will have five foot leads, which Whee! may not sound much, but anyone lucky enough to own a NES Mini knows that's a big deal. <laughs> Nintendo aren't providing specific numbers, but they have said that they will produce more units of the Super NES Classic Edition than they did of the NES Classic Edition. But... They're more than a bit sketchy about making any shipments after the end of this year. You've been warned. Yeah, an interesting <laughs> thing, isn't it? Mm. Does that make in more? Is that like two? <laughs> 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 or a hundred or a thousand? Um, uh, I mean, they were sparse for the, the NES Mini. Ridiculously so. Yeah. I think because it was called, wasn't it? When at the start of the year, when someone said, right, the season production, everyone went, okay, mm. they're just going to move on to the next one. So yeah. it's the SNES. So first question, who's ordered one? I have. I have. Nope. Oh, um, <laughs> what a I ordered, I ordered mine by, not by mistake, because it's, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> but I just saw a tweet. Um, I wasn't actively looking for one. I don't even know if I'm going to keep it, but we'll see. No, um, same here. But basically mm. a, a tweet came up the day they were launched, I think it was. Mm. And, Twitter was alight with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Someone said they're on Amazon. I just clicked it. Oh, yeah, pre-order now. Yep, signed in. Um, yep, done. And I was like, okay. And then Kev's there pulling what hair he's got left, if any, or his pubes <laughs> out, <laughs> if he's gone down to that low. Um, still trying to get one. And it was about three days later you got yours from Yeah, August, yes. If it still yeah, stands. This is where it gets sketchy, because... A couple of days ago in the news, Argos have actually started pulling people's orders that they yeah. placed on that day. Um, so far, I've not had an email and I've checked my um, order details again today and it is still on order. But there's a lot of people that have actually lost their pre-orders because the website left it up way longer than it should have done. Oh, so they didn't put a cap on it or not at all. units no. or anything? And it's... it's the, quite ironic that um, I was on the mailing list for the Nintendo one, uh, you know, from the Nintendo website, and um, I got the email, and as soon as I'd registered my interest, yeah, they sent me the email out, and I went, click, boom, straight onto the website, signed in, and they sold out. That Ooh, was like yeah. 32 seconds it took me, and they'd sold them all. It was just ridiculous. And I don't even think I want it. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm honest, I've pre-ordered it because of how lucrative the Nesmin is they've got. Oh, um, God, I mean, yeah. This is, I mean, I, I don't like to condole 
cash cowing, but every now and again you've got to jump on the bandwagon and earn yourself a few shillings. But this is the first console I ever owned. Granted, yeah. not for long, as I've said in previous podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether I end up having a go on it or not, I don't know. Um, Leanne, my wife, was a bit, not I wouldn't say excited, but a bit like, ooh, because she does love the games that will come on to in a minute that are on it. Mm. But that was after I ordered it. I didn't even know what games were on it. I just went, yep, I'll have. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, so they have released a uh, a list of games um, for it. Um, Andy, do you want to pick out a few key ones? Um, I think the, the- looking at it, uh, the key one, I suppose the key one for everybody is Star Fox 2, which hasn't been released yeah. ever, yeah. has it? I think yeah. that when I look at it, I can see games that are freely available in a lot of systems. Yeah. So, for example, Fire Fantasy 3, Earthbound. Yeah. Um, a Link to the Past, is that on DS or anything like that? A Link to the Past, I think I've got it on GameCube. I can't remember. I've got that many bloody Zelda games now. But mm. I think that was in the Zelda collection that was available okay. for a, a short while, like yeah. a demo mm. disc. Um. But yeah, you've got a few uh, Mario games on there, Mario Kart and stuff like that. Yeah, the obvious choice. But again, yeah. Mario Kart, it's like you've got Mario Kart, or you've got all the tracks off that on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, yeah. and it'll yeah, run yeah. a lot smoother. So it seems a bit of a well, pointless addition, I, I don't know. I mean, looking at it, so you get 21 games, Yeah, I think it is. The cost, well, Nintendo, because Nintendo a bit, got their hands smacked by the EU years ago, they can't set a price but their price is £70 for it. Mm. Shops ranging from 80 to 85 so they're already taking a higher cut. 21 games for £80. That's pretty good. For saying that some of those games are possibly collector items, I've not done any research well, into it, but are any of those cartridges, if you were to get the original SNES cartridge oh. in a decent nick, are they worth yeah. money? Well, Super Mario RPG for a start off, that'll that'll cost mm. you a real pretty penny. Anything with yeah. Mario on it obviously does, and so does Donkey Kong. Yeah, so mm. it could be that if, you know, some people might be thinking, just go and buy an old SNES from mm. wherever and then find the cartridges, but some of them could be what's classed as collector's items now. Yeah, you yeah. just got to get a ROM. Yeah, you could just get Load a ROM. Load them up onto uh, Yeah, Raspberry Pi or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, Raspberry Pi or your PC or something. The thing is, the original SNESs are still going for around the same price as what this mini one is going for. Yeah. So it's kind of a pointless mm. move, that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's any reason um, why these haven't come to the Switch's emulation games? I think they're trying to milk it. I think it's a Nintendo move. I think it's one of their dick moves where they'll mm. release this first... And then once everybody's screaming to get older one because they've gone up to about 350 quid, then they'll start putting the games onto Nintendo website, which is what they've done with NES stuff. The NES uh, games are starting to drop onto the website now. All right, onto the virtual console. You know, yeah, onto the virtual console. Would uh, they not make more money out of it if they say each one of these games they put up on the store for a fiver? Or even a yeah. tenner at a push. Mm. Yep. Surely they'd make more than eighty quid a unit, and they'd sell more switches. Yeah, I could, I could make them a billion dollars right away, and just say, look, these cheap ass games that cost no memory or anything like that. Why don't you just sell them on app stores for phones? Can you imagine playing Mario? Well, any of the Mario's, but Super Mario Brothers three on the iPhone, for instance. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That would be an absolute killer app. Yeah. Or sell them as a as a cartridge for the Switch. Yeah, exactly. You know, an S cartridge. There you go. There's all your all your games. Well, like mm. the Sega Classics collection that came out for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. do do a collection of them because you you've got so much storage on these cartridges now. You know mm. that you could get quite a few of these games on it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's a nice idea because you got a little mini snares. It does look good. Yeah. Will it go yeah, yeah. yellow? Mm. Is it the US version or something? Not the EU version, is it? Ours is a little bit different. Yeah. They're all, they're yeah. all different, aren't they? There's the Japanese version has got loads of sports yeah. games on it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well. Just really bizarre selection on the Japanese one. I, I guess it's just whatever sold well yeah. in exactly. those areas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading a few things where people go mental about with shops and everything and scalpers have read a few emails and it's like mm. don't blame the scalpers don't blame the shops 
the only person you should be pointing your finger at for not making enough and will not Nintendo. be making enough is Nintendo. It's yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all the way. Every time, yeah. yeah. They just don't seem to understand the supply and demand. Absolutely I don't, not. I, I really, really don't. I know we've, this is probably a subject for another time and we've discussed <laughs> it several times anyway, but Nintendo really don't understand, not their market because they do, but they just don't understand like their, their worth, if you like. I know it's quite hard to yeah. explain, but yeah. they just don't understand that they could put Mario onto a condom and it'd sell. They yeah. just don't understand <laughs> the 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 units that they've got and they, those IPs that they've got and how much money they'd make just by... Mm. Imagine if they put Zelda on all platforms and how much that would then sell. It would just mm. wipe the floor with yeah, anything they, that year. I don't think they understand their audience. It's very no, strange. not at all. I think they do. I only got this because I read Console Wars you know the Sega vs oh, Nintendo yeah. Oh, yeah. which is an uh, amazing book reading through that and it's t- told from men from the Sega side you do sense they do know what they're worth it's just about control mm. there's a purpose behind all this you know there's a purpose for limiting the supply Wh- whether they're risk averse or whatever you know whether they want, want to say right well up, this is like a free marketing People go mental for Nintendo and they go, well, we can't play the SNES. SNES, SNES Mini SNES sold out. Oh, look, the Switch. Let's buy the Switch because it's coming out. All these games are coming out on the Switch. Yeah. Whether, whether, whatever it is, there's a plan. They do, I, I think they do know the worth, but I think they do like the, that level of control and they like to play around with people. Drip feed yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. of keep the hype at a certain plateau yeah. almost yeah, hysterical all the way <laughs> we'll come on to the next little bit in a minute but do you think there'll be a a limit to what these minis can do in terms of to which generation they'll go to do you think they'll get to a a point whether that's dreamcast n64 whatever and it's physically impossible and they'll have to go to emulation or they'll have to go onto the the switch store for example the weird one for me would be would they ever do a, a mini GameCube obviously because a GameCube mini is going to be a tiny box that's going to look like an OXO cube but as well <laughs> as that um, the GameCube is quite a weird anomaly because yeah. the control setup for the GameCube is completely unique to the GameCube it's not on mm-hmm. any other console ever made it's never been mm. seen by humanity again and this is why you don't get GameCube games anywhere bought the GameCube. So mm, they okay. would have to actually do the legwork on this. They couldn't just take ROMs from ROM sites or anything like that. Mm. They would have to actually build again from ground up. Yeah. Would yeah. they be willing to do that? I doubt it. No, I think you'll see the N64 mini next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rana. definitely. Because you can get the, you can get the ROMs online. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can play like Super Mario World... Um, Super Mario 64, sorry, mm-hmm. in these places. So I think you'll see an N64 mini, and that'll probably it. I would yeah. think so. That'll probably be the high tide mark. But okay. um, you might see, actually, you might see a Wii mini, but not for many years. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. So that's a lovely little segue. So, what would be your dream classic mini? And I'm going to open it up, and it's not just Nintendo. Ooh. So what would you? What would be your dream oh. console that's in that mini format, that classic mini format, but yeah. it doesn't have to be limited to Nintendo? It can be if you want. I would probably go for the mini Atari ST. Ah, okay. Yeah. Any particular games? Rockstar Ain't My Hamster by Codemasters. That <laughs> has to be there. That's an essential. And then... Oh, specky as well. <laughs> yeah, great game. Uh, you need then... a mini keyboard. Oh, yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> Playing it on a It'd probably be bigger than the console. <laughs> <laughs> <Would be. laughs> uh, then there'd be Midwinter, which was an amazing action-adventure... Uh, uh, don't know what game. That was weird. And then the Monty Python Flying Circus oh. game, which <laughs> was ridiculously hard. Great platformer, though. Yeah. Andy, yeah. what about yourself? See, we've already done a specky one, so I'll go for a specky. But, um, all right. I know you can get them out there, but for an official one, you know, like a proper emulation that you can get. Um, probably a Mega Drive Genesis to you American listeners. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> the, without Altered Beast. <laughs> <laughs> can you ask me? 
just go for broke Sega. Just do one of these Mega Drive minis and whack, and you can have every single game. Yeah. Build your console around the hard drive. Add a lot of power supply, mm-hmm. controller port, boom, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think the downside to that would be the menu system. I mean, I think they've got it right as far as the 21 games on this mm. and the 30 games on the NES, because when you've actually got the machine there and you're flicking through the um, games that's on it, it's okay if you're scrolling through 30 games, but if you're scrolling through 720-odd games, that will drive you absolutely up the wall. Right, you're telling me Nintendo can't come up with for decent UI. No, I can't. For me, it'd have to be the N64. Um, just because I've had so many good childhood memories <laughs> from that console. Memory lane. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'd have to have Goldeneye on it, which oh, I don't no. know whether it would. Ooh. Oh. Oh. See, the thing is, is with the N64 one, is they can't have Goldeneye on it because we don't know where that license holds. Because oh, Rare are owned by mm. Microsoft, but they don't yeah. own Goldeneye. Goldeneye no. is owned by someone else. United Artists. Or- um, I don't know whether it'll have um, Perfect Dark on it because again, yeah. so uh, Microsoft owned that. Star Fox N sixty four, wicked. Yeah, we'll have a bit of that on it, and like you yeah. say, Super Mario World uh, sixty four and different things, and Diddy Kong Racing. Ooh, but then again, rare. Mm. Again, mm. yeah. Um, so yeah, but didn't we get together for the rare collection? Didn't we? We sort of did some sort of deals, didn't we? Microsoft Nintendo. Yeah. So I would like to think that um, Phil Spencer might put his foot down a little bit and say, "Yeah, we'll back you on it." At the end of the day, it's just an emulation of the game. Who knows? But the more I think about it, the more I think that that could be a massive disappointment of the games that you wouldn't get on it. Um, but anyway. Mm. We shall see. Let's move on to some uh, listener feedback for this little topic that we did. Um, So uh, LGR crew member um, at St. Lee Stewart, uh, he says, they are lovely looking, but without mass production, uh, they feel aimed at their collector's market. 21 games also feel stingy, but given that the virtual console exists on the Wii U and should be coming to the Switch, it makes sense not to put many games on the SNES Mini. He's got it nailed. Fair comment. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So it's yeah. A, a teaser, or for the people that haven't got the Switch, maybe. Exactly. Um, like you are saying. Yeah. At Saltire says, I'm happy for those who love it, but I look at Xbox backwards compatibility and think, isn't that better value? Isn't that the right way? <sighs> be, yeah, I, guess, I suppose that's the virtual yeah. console that Stu's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, I'm looking yeah. forward to backwards compatibility for the original Xbox, depending on what games mm. to put on. Fusion Frenzy, all over that. Love that game. Stubbs the Zombie. Uh, yeah. Uh, they have said that there's no achievements and stuff on that. No oh. achievements and something else, because they can't physically do it. There'd be too much development time for oh. it. Lazy. Something like that, anyway. But, yeah, um, I, I, I agree with what he's saying. That is the way forward, but I think Nintendo are eking the money out. Let's yeah. put it that way. Friend of a show and occasional LGR guest, Andy Palmer at Remelaptar, says, think it's great, brilliant games, and I believe a very reasonable price. For now. For now, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Price. It's a weird one, because I've ordered it, and I don't know why I've ordered it. Yeah, you know, same. Uh, <laughs> because it's... You know why, I admit it, you're going to sell it. <laughs> well, uh, I've still sat them in Nes Mini, and that is never going anywhere. That is a fantastic piece of kit. But... This, it's just, um, I was talking to Andy earlier, and I was saying it's a weird one because these two machines just completely passed me by, because by the time this came out, the SNES came out, I was playing the Atari, you know, the uh, ST. Yep. And when the Nintendo 64 came out, that came out after the PS1, I'd already got the PS1. So there was no way that any of my pocket money was going on another console. It's not like yeah, today yeah. where we're all sat around with nine or ten consoles each. No, <laughs> you had one and you invested in that one, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Because you couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, third world problems. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a weird one because this has passed me by completely. I don't recognise any of these titles as being something that I want to actively go, yes, that sold it to me. Because I've got no connection to it at all. But saying that, I wasn't really that connected to the NES. And um, now I couldn't imagine my household without that console. Is that because it's got a nostalgic value to you then? 
absolutely not. Whereas the, I, the SNES hasn't. Well, no, because I'd, I'd got no connection to both. Oh, okay. I, I was never a Nintendo man. Um, not until the GameCube came out that um, I ever entertained Nintendo. Fair enough. I'm kind of late to the party, really. Okay, so moving on, uh, we've just got a couple of uh, news items that have hit our radar uh, over the last. <laughs> well, okay, three. Sorry, couple. <laughs> they're not. They're not long. So you know, we can move. Mm, together. I don't know what couple you think of. You know, hey. uh, <laughs> threesome. That's a threesome. A couple. It gets too dirty. Soon, you know, <laughs> you know uh, three's a crowd, but you know, couples fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three's a mess. Uh, so uh, Hitman <laughs> goes indie. Um, so this was um, towards the middle of June, as we know. Uh, earlier in the year, Square Enix decided that they parted ways with IO Interactive. So IO Interactive um, has officially become an indie studio towards the middle of June. Uh, they've now acquired Hitman. So Hitman is now an indie title, which is... And it's in like, safe like, hands. Bizarre. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah, definitely in safe hands. Um, obviously, Square helped them publish it, um, but it's in the right hands uh, and I'm sure they're going to do more fantastic yeah, things with that. Hope so. The the model worked um, for it, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where IO Interactive go, whether they self-publish, because mm. I'm sure they've made enough money from Hitman, um, especially with the Hitman films. Although they're not great, <laughs> but they are in Hollywood, <laughs> so that would have generated them some income. That's um, 20 quid. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um not seen the second one, seen the first one. Oh, um, God, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. We'll <sighs> see. We'll see what happens. Haven't they made the um, first level three as well? Yes, yes they, they have. have. Yeah. So that's the, uh, as far as I'm aware, that's the intro. So that's the uh, the Paris level and also yeah. the um, like the tutorial mission. Yeah. Uh, which the tutorial mission is just worth its weight in gold full stop, to be Absolutely, fair. Absolutely, yeah. have so much yeah. fun with that. But yeah, so if anybody hasn't picked it up, obviously it's LGR's uh, game of the year last year. Yes. Some people's game of well, LGR. On average, <laughs> on average it worked out. <laughs> uh, it's fixed. So our next bit of news is um, StarCraft is getting a remaster. The 4K resolution version of this iconic real-time strategy game will be launching for Windows and Mac on August the 14th. The package originally announced back in March, contains both the original StarCraft and the StarCraft Blood War expansion. The game will cost £12.99 or $14.99 and will arrive fully localised for more than 10 languages. So you can swear at it in 10 languages. Amazing. Beyond the 4K visuals, the remastered version will also come with remastered audio and dialogue. Better illustrations for um, campaign missions and cloud saving. New matchmaking and leaderboard systems and syncing with Blizzard's cloud service that's formerly known as Battle.net. You'll also be able to switch between the 4K version and the 98 original with the click of a button. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but never mind. Um, Blizzard says pre-ordering the game before August the 14th will also get you three unique building skins. I didn't play the original, or I might have done, but I can't remember, because that's quite some time ago. I was... Yeah, I won't tell you how old I was in 98, but I was young. (laughs) (laughs) That'll just depress me. Don't do that. This has just passed me by as well. Um, I am aware of it. I am aware that it's something that people are very, very into. Or yeah, yeah. it's PC gaming. Sorry, but man, PC nerds, I just can't abide you. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, you got a PC. I've got a PC and a Mac, yeah. You are a nerd. <laughs> I could be an uber nerd. I mean, both of them are absolutely tooled up to play either, but um, oh, no. no, we'll never do that. I do spreadsheets on them. <laughs> <laughs> spreadsheets, you're about as hard as stew. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll have to see what that brings. It's, it's a nice... Price to be fair, uh, twelve ninety nine. Yeah, twelve ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's a that's a really really reasonable mm. price, for especially the amount of work they've put into it uh, mm. for the four K graphics, and you get the DLC. Yeah, take um, no so the... Call of Duty. And <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last article over to you, Andy. Yeah, continuing the video game industry with retro. It yeah. seems that uh, our theme for this show, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, was the biggest single format release of the year. Um, and it was bigger than Horizon Zero Dawn. That's and, insane. I know. And it's 
what I've read, it's um, a close second behind Ghost Recon, which came on multiple formats. <laughs> and that's sold well, ridiculous well. amounts compared to... It's not the best game no. out, but anyway... Uh, people love Crash. Yeah, you know? yeah. more than I, mean, I thought. <laughs> it's £30, I think, roughly. Um, maybe a little bit more, so it's it's £10 a game. Yeah, yeah, that's decent. It's been completely remade. I've heard, I've heard they've had to do, they've had to recreate all the, they've redone it, essentially. It's not just taking the original game and adding graphics to it and up-resonate. Up it's, they've had to remake it, Yeah, essentially. Oh, yeah. it looks a lot better. Definitely looks mm. better. Meant to be rock hard, so it's one of yours, Ollie. <laughs> I remember playing the originals, yeah, and you get yeah. the, the mask on, or whatever it used to do. Yeah. You go running really quick and that, but... <laughs> do that again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I love playing those games on the on the PS1 and stuff, especially Crash Bandicoot Racing, Crash Team Racing, that was great. Yeah, mm. I'll definitely pick it up, because yeah. Crash Bandicoot. It sounds like everybody else has, <laughs> yeah. for the think- same reason. Do you think if that does really well, do you think we'll see another one in the series? Like at E3 next um, year or something? Or I don't know. Whatever they do strong, later this year. Strong rumours about Crash Team Racing coming out. Very strong rumours before E3. Well, I hope they do a better job than Micro Machines then. Yeah, well, it's not hard, is it? <laughs> I think it's just testing the waters again. Because um, there's, there's talk about Spyro being remastered as well. Yeah, not bothered. No, I'm not, but yeah. Yeah, but people, people are. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But again, it's money for old rope. They're just nobody seems to be wanting to jump forward. Everybody's quite happy yeah. to jump backwards. It's a bit like Hollywood's obsession with remakes. You know, it, nobody yeah. seems to be doing yeah. it. We've, we've, we're basically dead in the water now. It's all stagnant, and all we're getting mm. now is pond weed. That's probably one of the most annoying things from E3 for me. That there's a lot of new IPs coming out, but mm. probably not till next year or the year after. Yeah. Nothing worse than just getting teasers after teasers. Teasers. It. Oh. If you think about it, I own about ten different copies of Star Wars. I own Star yeah. Wars on VHS. I own Star Wars on DVD. I own Star Wars on Blu-ray. Essentially, I'm just buying remastered films. Yeah. You know, when we bring it out in yeah. 4K, I'll be like, "Ooh, Star Wars again! I better have it in 4K." <laughs> yeah, do right. You, you know, so we're all mugs to the, this film. Oh, yeah, all yeah. right, look, you know, better high quality visions. You know, we're already talking about 8K. Yeah, get in. So just a quick thanks for all the retweets and likes and all the interaction we've been having on Twitter. Uh, we uh, we love to you all and we are feeling very loved. Um, a massive hello to any new followers uh, and Podbean for the continued support. They are fantastic hosts uh, of our podcast. Um, they're forever retweeting things and whatnot, which is great. Um, so uh, thank you very much to those guys. Um, and that's all from us. Uh, so until the next episode, it's good night from me. Hasta luego. I'll be back. Get to the chopper! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the last podcast I did. I can't speak now. You've passed me, you crap. Kev. The last podcast I do with Andy, it's in my head.